It's a song that means a lot to a lot of different people. And for me, serving in hospice for some 12 plus years and pastoring in, those, in that time and even before, I've seen a lot and I've experienced a lot of heartache. And I mean, not just in my life, but mainly in the, mainly in the lives of other people. And the heartache has been just sometimes overwhelming. Uh, I, I was sitting there thinking this morning about all of those cases where you just kind of, your heart just breaks. And one of those cases was, was a, a young 19-year-old lady who, whose dad had been diagnosed with brain cancer. And it came on very rapidly when they discovered that, that he had brain cancer. Uh, it was so fast-growing and, I mean, basically he went to the doctor, he was diagnosed, and within a month he was gone. There was very little time for the family to prepare their hearts for what was about to happen. The day that I walked in the home, uh, this young lady looked at me and said, I don't really go to church, but I do believe in Jesus and I believe in God. Will you pray that God will heal my daddy? Now, I don't know where you may be, but that's a pretty big deal. When I'm, I've just met you, I, I can see her dad laying on the hospital bed. And the mom, her mother, his husband, I mean, wait a minute, his wife, and they're grieving. When I looked at him, I'm thinking, he, he doesn't have mom. I mean, you just know sometimes when you're when you've done hospice as long as I have, you just you just kind of know. And I said to her, you know, God can do anything He wants to do. He created this world. He sustains everything by His hand. But I don't know that that I can pray and He'll be healed. I said I would love to. I mean, I was just being very honest with her. And she teared up and she said, well, will you pray then, even though you don't really believe you will? And then she looked and she just asked this, have you ever lost anybody close to you? Now, my parents are both still alive. My dad's as strong as an ox. He's a lot slower than he used to be. My mama is a little slower than she used to be, but she's feisty. And I've never lost a wife. I've never lost a child. I've lost some aunts and uncles and all my grandparents. So when this young lady asked me if I'd ever lost anybody, I had to honestly tell her, no. Now that made me feel a little bit like I lost a little credibility. Kind of like, you don't really know what I'm going through. And I did not. So I just said, look, let's just, you got some olive oil? She said, yes, we got some olive oil. I anointed him, I prayed over him, and I prayed that God would heal him. We sat back down, and then I asked her and her mother this question. How are you going to feel if God heals him? And of course they said, we're going to be ecstatic. And I said, what are you going to do if God doesn't. And the room's real quiet. 
There are so many people who have been in that situation. And there are so many of us who have struggled and are struggling with when life really stinks. When life doesn't give us what we really hoped for. What we've really been praying for. When you feel like you've gotten the wrong end of the deal. And you say, God, even if when you've reached the end of your road and you just wonder why. The story behind this song, even if. When I read the story and then I listened to the story, it, it kind of, it was interesting for me. Now, here's the thing behind the story. Basically, Mark and his wife, one of their children, a son, I believe it was a son, was at two years, they discovered he's diabetic. And this child is, I mean, he, he's going to have diabetes forever. Now, diabetes, from some observation, it's, it's, it's bad, but it's not, like, real bad. I mean, if you put, you know, things in the scales, there's, there's bad and there's really bad. It's, it, it's not the worst of bad, but it's still bad. But it's, it's debilitating and it's it's frustrating. I, I, he said that on this particular day, everything was going well. They had just taken their son to a doctor, and by now he's I think sixteen or fifteen. He's doing well, and another person asked him about it, and she said this. Well, I'm praying that God heals my child of diabetes, and he said it just kind of hit him. And when it hit him, he kind of thought. God's not going to do that. And therein was his battle. He left that encounter and went to a good friend of his named uh, Tim. I had to look at the note. I forgot. And Tim has a rare form of cancer that could take him at any minute or maybe 20 years down the road. I mean, it was just—it's just a cancer that's very difficult to to predict. He's telling Tim about this story, this encounter, and Mark kind of said, "I mean, good grief! I mean, I mean, he kind of lamented what his kid has, and they looked at his buddy and said, I mean, you don't deal with anything like that.' And Tim's struggling with cancer." You know, sometimes we say things when we're going through something that is insensitive and kind of, we, we just don't get it. But his friend's a good friend. And he just listened. And he began kind of, I don't know if he was really playing on the piano or just like acting like he was playing on the He is a keyboardist. And as he listened to Mark talk, he said later that this tune had been in his mind for some time. He listened to what Mark said, and as he was doing this, it was kind of clicking, and then he later sent a message to Mark with the words of the song, Even If. And it wasn't all of the song. It was just many of the words of the song. And then Mark read that, and he was like, oh, wow, wait a minute. I've been... Belly aching about this situation 
And, and now God is speaking to me in a very powerful way. Now, I want you to read the words, the lyrics to this song later. Because when you read the lyrics to this song, it's going to probably change the way you see how God works in our life. So, so here's what I want you and me to think about for just a few minutes. Daniel chapter number uh, 3. Daniel 3. We're going to look at just two verses because these two verses are alluded to or referenced in the song, even if. This is a story that's very, very, very familiar with many of us if you've ever been to church. And here's how it reads. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. For those of us who read Scripture, and if this is your first time hearing these words, you're thinking, that sounds pretty interesting. In fact, that sounds a little, um, you know, real confident. And it is confidence. These three young men had been told there was a law in the land. You can't pray to anybody but the king. But they said, we don't care about that law. We're going to pray to God and God alone. And when they were caught and brought before the king, the king said, basically, reject and pray to me. And they said, no, we're not going to do that. And the king said, you understand that I will throw you into the fiery furnace and you will be, you know, crispy. You will be crisp up. You will be burned to death. It will be painful and it will be agonizing. And then they said to, to the king, we don't really need to answer you in this because you're not God. We're not going to pray to you. It doesn't matter if we're thrown into the furnace or not. It won't change what we're going to do. But then they said something interesting. Verse 17. God is able to deliver us. Now, they also said later, if, and if he doesn't deliver us, we're okay with that. If God doesn't deliver us from the fiery furnace, we're okay with that. Now, that's what the song, Even If, is truly about. See, we want to be delivered. We want our loved ones to be healed. We want our loved ones to, to not suffer. We don't want the unexpected bills that life sometimes brings us. We don't want the, the, the tornado to come and demolish our house. We don't want the car wreck. We don't want the relationship to break up. We don't want the debt. We don't want any of that. We want to be free from all pain. Guess what? This world's not good enough ever be free of pain. And we're not always going to get what we want this side of heaven. Sometimes, even the best of us, the worst happens. I mean, I, I, I've been here nine years now. 
And as I look out over you, the congregation, the people who God has entrusted me to care for and love on you, I know many of your situations past and present. And what many of you are going through now, what many of you have gone through in the past, if I were to say, was it fair? No, it is not fair. And I wish none of you had to go through any of that. The reality is, as long as we breathe air on this earth, somewhere in our future, others of us, and that includes perhaps me, well, not perhaps, I will go through something in my future. We're going to go through something that we did not choose or want to go through. And we will be like Mark and so many others who follow Jesus and we will say, God, deliver me from this. Make it go away. And God may make it go away. And God may not make it go away. And God may say in His silence, you're just going to have to live with it. You're going to have to Walk through it. And it's in those moments when the, when, the, when the answer we want to our prayer doesn't come that we become a little like Mark Miller. We're at a crossroads. God, do I stay true and loyal to you? Or do I just tuck tail and run and say, you know what? It's just not worth it. God, if you really cared, then you would do this. And sometimes, God just doesn't do it. And therein, our faith is in a crisis mode. And that's when, as he wrote in the psalm, when you feel like you're losing. You ever felt that way? Like you're losing? You know, you... you so many, we get up, we, we do life, we read the Bible, we pray, we come to church, we go to Sunday school, we write checks, we give money in the offering plate, and we feel like we're losing sometimes. And, and so when you feel like you're losing, what do you do in those moments? When you hear the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and stood before the most powerful man on the earth at that time. We're not going to bow before you. We will go to the fiery furnace. And God's able to deliver us. And if He does, great. If He doesn't, so be it. We're okay with that. Many of us want that kind of faith. But that kind of faith is hard. It's hard. Many of you know that firsthand. So I want to say to you, when you feel like you're losing, I wish that I had just the ability to just shake your hand or lay hands on you to impart to you that special power and ability. But I can't do that. But God can. And you may go, wait a minute. If God can do that, He can take it from me. <laughs> he could. But he doesn't always do that. So when that moment happens, I'm going to give you all I can this morning 
to help you get through those moments, even if you feel like you're losing. And it kind of comes all of this from Romans, the book of Romans. It's a famous chapter for many people. Write it down, Romans chapter 8. I'll do it right there. Okay. Romans chapter 8. I'm just going to give you a few verses. It starts in the 15th verse, 18th verse, excuse me, the 18th verse of Romans 8, which basically says this. Paul writes and he says, For I consider the sufferings of this present time to be incomparable to the glory that God will reveal to us in that day. And that day is a future day when we see Jesus face to face. And you may be thinking right now, i got to wait to heaven to be free from all the pain of this life. Yeah. You may be thinking, well, that doesn't help me now. Well, it does. It, it starts right here in your mind. You see, the reason Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the reason Bart Miller said, even if God doesn't, I will still serve Him and I will still love Him and I will still give Him my best. It doesn't mean we don't sometimes have bad days. Because we're all going to have bad days. Some of you may have a bad week. Some of you may have a bad month. Some of you are saying, uh, okay, Hey, forget about the days and the month or the week. I'm having a bad life. My life just stinks right now. You have to remember that the sufferings we endure here when compared to heaven are really not comparable. You may think, oh, I don't want to wait to heaven to enjoy it. No, I get it. Think about it this way. If you live to be a hundred years old here on this earth, that's old, isn't it? Ricky, your daddy's 98? Nine. 99? I've got some hospice patients I see that are 98, 99. I've seen some that are 100. Some of them looked at me and said, when's God going to call me home? I'm tired of living on this earth. You know, so even if you live to be a hundred, what is a hundred years compared to two hundred thousand years in heaven? Or a million years in heaven? See, heaven never ends for those of us who know Jesus as our Lord and Savior. So I'm just saying to you, yes, the suffering is great. I, I wish it could be taken away. But while you're going through the fiery furnace of this life, just remember that God's going to give you so much peace someday. And the suffering of this age will be incomparable to what awaits you in eternity. Another thing I would encourage you with, even as you're struggling in those dark days, you may be thinking, I, I, I don't have any words, God. I don't know how to express this. 
I'm tired of people coming up to me asking this very simple question, how's it going? I don't want to tell them anymore how it's going. I don't want to say something dumb. I don't want to sound like a broken record. I'm tired of all of this and I just don't have any more words to pray. God says to you in Romans 8, 26, that when those moments come, that His Spirit, His Spirit will commune with your spirit and speak for you at the throne room of heaven. Say, God knows what's going on in your mind and your heart. And God is saying to you, even if you can't tell me what you need or want or struggling with, if you don't have words to express it, if you're agitated and frustrated and maybe even angry, and the words just aren't there, God says, the Holy Spirit will speak on your behalf to me in that moment. You may go, I don't understand that. Here's the beauty of that. You don't have to understand that. It's just something God is doing for you in the darkest moment of your life. And that moment might be 10 minutes or a month. It may even be a year. It may be multiple days for the next 20 years. God's going to speak when you have no words. In other words, when God speaks for you, He's then going to give you something you can't give to yourself. It won't be instantaneous every time, but God promises that He will somehow give you His peace in the storm. See, when Mark was talking to his buddy Tim, who was struggling with terminal cancer, saying to him, you just don't get it. You don't understand what I'm going through. Well, there's the irony of it. When you're going through those moments, God says to you, I, I do understand, and I'm going to get you through it. I'm going to give you what you need, but you're going to go through this so that you can become more like me. You're going to become like Jesus. You're going to endure some suffering and, and kind of understand what Jesus went through and you'll never be like Jesus, but I want you to know I'm walking with you. Great promises away. But just, just hang in there. Just hang in there. I've got you. Now you still may go, alright, look, I hear that, but I'm still losing. I'm still losing, and I don't get it. So God still says to us in Romans chapter 8, perhaps the most famous of all verses in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. For we know that all things work together for the good of those who have been called according to His purpose and who love Him. We usually leave that part out. I know this is a promise that seems when you're going through the pit, when you're in that gutter, that spiritual gutter of life, and you just wonder, God, where are you headed? Why is this happening to me? And you hear these little verses like this and you're thinking, well, listen, I wish God hurry up more good because I'm tired of waiting for good. I just want God to do it now. Wouldn't it be nice if life was a microwave or an instant pot where the time to get it done is less 
For those of us who have used a microwave, let me remind us all of this simple truth. If you put food in a bowl and stick it in the microwave and press cook, and then you grab that bowl, you realize you may burn your hands from that hot bowl. And then you take it out and you start to eat that food that you've cooked in the bowl. You may soon find out that the food in the middle of the bowl ain't, it ain't cooked. It ain't even close to cooked. It is still cold. And you may discover too that in the microwave, it, it can explode in the microwave. It still takes time. It's not instant. See, God looks at our lives to give us what we really need to get through is more like it's more like taking a Boston bud and putting it in a smoker and letting it cook low and slow for a really long time. And you can smell the, the meat cooking as the smoke comes out of the smoker. You ever read about one of those barbecue places? And you just sniff it and you go, oh, 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 let me turn around. Only to find out that they're not doing yet. See, we, we need to learn. It takes time for us to go through the struggles of this life in order to see that God is causing everything to work together for good. Everything that we go through. God takes it all and He causes good to come. But that just takes time. So we need to remember even when we feel like we're losing, we just need to be patient. And in the midst of that patience, we get frustrated. We get anxious. We get impatient. And at some point, you probably have said or will say well, God, if you really loved me, you wouldn't make me go through this. Earlier this morning, I, I smiled. Will was kind of, I don't know what Will was doing. Daddy came. And he said, Will, let's go back here. His sister looked back several times. I could tell from the look on her face she was concerned about her brother. <laughs> and that then made me think about when I was younger. Now I never was concerned about my brother or sisters when they got in trouble. And I was like, hey, they gonna get it now. I want to see that. That was me as a kid. But I thought it was special with her. She was concerned. You know, when, when, when we were kids, how many of you ever heard these words from your mama or your daddy? This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. I never believed that. I'm thinking, no, no, mama, it ain't going to hurt you more than it's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt me. I think you quite enjoy whooping me. I mean, you, you, you came in angry. And you were swinging angry. And you left with a smile. 
You know, my mom was going to call me up later and say, son, that is not the truth. You know it's not. You just exaggerate those stories. Well, yes, I do, mama, because I'm a preacher and I can do that. Now, here, here's what I want you to think, though. We may feel that when we are going through something that's painful, we may feel like God just doesn't love us. But that's the furthest thing from the truth. Romans 8. And, and I, I would love to read all these verses. I, I'm not, but I'm just, I'm just telling you, if you just start in verse 31 to the end of the chapter, he says, you know, verse 31, what shall we say then in response to, to all of this? If God is for us, who can be against us? And then you get down to verse number 38, and he says this, I am convinced that neither death nor life, angels, demons, the present, the future, he goes on and on, and then he says, nothing, nothing in this world will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing we can see, nothing we cannot see, there is nothing that will ever separate me or you from the loving hand of God. No matter how bad. No matter how tragic. No matter how distressful. Even if you feel like you're losing and even if you feel that God you could and you didn't and I, I thought you would. You see, we read Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and if you know the story, we all know how it ends. If you haven't read the story, let me tell you how it ends. They were thrown in the fiery furnace. And they survived. And as they were in the fiery furnace, somebody looked through a window and saw not three people, but four. Herein is the lesson of the fiery furnace. When we are in our own furnace, Walking through those flames, Jesus will walk with you. And that's what we kind of forget. Nobody interviewed, or at least if they did, it's not recorded. Those three men. Can you imagine that interview? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You were going to the fiery furnace and you came out and you didn't even have the smell of smoke. Not even a hair was singed. Your beards, perfect. Your clothes, perfect. Explain that. Well, God was with us. Jesus walked with us. Well, we did see a poor person, but he didn't come out. Who was that? It was Jesus. They were in the furnace. And God walked with them. So we, in our furnace, we define how we want the outcome to be. And when God doesn't give us the outcome we want, we feel like we're losing. But in reality, Jesus is still walking with us through our purpose and we're still winning. Even if it doesn't end the way we want it to end, it's still, still going to be okay. Still going to be okay. We just have to cling to Him and let Him pour into us 
what we need to get through the furnace that we're walking through. Now, in their case, the furnace was pretty quick. I mean, it, it was just an hour or less, I don't know. Some of you are going through a furnace that's been going on for two, three, four, five, eight, ten years. God's with you. This is what Jesus said in John 5, 17. He said, My Father is always, always working. And so am I. God's got you in His hand. And He's working for you. And He's working out His perfect will right now. So even if you feel like you're failing, just, just hang in there. God's going to see you through the it. Whatever the it happens to be. He's got you. 